Hometown Ghost Stories contains serious and often distressing events and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. There are movies that as you watch them again in your adulthood, you're like, this movie is really bad. But I am going to defend this movie to the death because I watched it 500 times in my teens and I can't count All right, everybody, we are about to get into the movie 13 Ghosts. But first, I need to introduce myself. I am Rob Coakley, joined as always by Dave Wilkins. Hello, Rob Coakley. And Jesse Wilkins. Thanks for having me, boys. And I'm excited to do this one because, as I said in the opening, this is one of those movies that when I was in high school, it came out. I just watched it on loop for the most part. I think this is one of those last VHSs that I owned. I don't even think I had this on DVD. I think this was a VHS copy of the movie that I owned. And it was like this gladiator final destination that I was wearing out night after night, putting in my VHS player. Jesus Christ, I am old, huh? As we talk about this, <laughs> I realize that I might be the oldest person on earth right now. So it was good. Um, you'd, you'd watch it during your horse rides. Yeah. As I was settling new continents in, in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dave, can you hit us with a synopsis for this movie? I can. A state-of-the-art remake of the classic William Castle horror film about a family that inherits a spectacular old house from an eccentric uncle. There's just one problem. The house seems to have a dangerous agenda all on its own. Trapped in their new home by strangely shifting walls, the family encounters powerful and vengeful entities that threaten to annihilate anyone in their path. So I remember when this movie came out, 2001, watched it when it first came out. Jesse, I think we watched it together in high school. And I remember not liking this movie. And I think, Rob, we talked about it somewhat recently. And I brought up that I really didn't like this movie. And you were in disagreement with me. And I said, well, maybe I got to rewatch it because it's been so long. And who knows? So I rewatched it. And I feel exactly the same as I did the first time I watched it. I didn't like this movie. I thought it started off corny. I thought the acting was really bad pretty much across the board by actors that are usually pretty good, actors that I like. I think Tony Shalhoub is, is typically really good. I think Matthew Lillard, I like him usually. And they were both, I thought Tony Shalhoub was a little bit flat in, in, this, in his role in this. And I thought Matthew Lillard overacted pretty much the whole movie. I thought that in the middle of the movie, it kind of picked up a little bit where the ghosts were cool and it was exciting when the ghosts were chasing everybody. It was very violent. It's like a violent haunting movie, which I think is interesting. You don't really get a lot of violent ghosts. Ghosts are usually more like spooky for lack of a better term, but this could have been good. And I think I just thought the, the ending was absolutely bonkers and we can get into the stuff we liked and didn't like, but there was way more that I didn't like about this movie than I did like, and really nothing changed from when I watched it the first time to when I rewatched it. Yeah, what sucks about this, other than pretty much the whole movie, is it could have been great. Mm -hmm. It could have been great if they did a few things. Now, the acting was was not great. Uh, oddly enough, the bad acting from Matthew Lillard, I think, kind of was the only good part of this movie. 
where he was definitely overacting and kind of unbearable, but he was the only likable character in the entire movie. So you kind of rooted for him. And Tony was, was boring and flat and who cares about his story the entire movie? You, 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 why I don't care about this guy the entire movie. His entire movie was, oh, I've got to find my kids. There's just there's no arc. There's nothing with him. It's just it, he, his character was was dull. It was flat. It seemed like he didn't want to be there for the movie, and it was it was stupid. But like the whole movie could have been great, and it could have been great if they just did some backstory on the ghosts. There was no backstory on the ghosts. They kind of hinted towards a little bit of it, like with the junkyard guy. And apparently, if you got the DVD, there there was some special bonuses where it tells you some of the backstory of the ghosts. It's like, cool, put that in the fucking movie. Why isn't yeah. that in the movie? There's no, it, it would have been so cool if they went into more, even if they did flashbacks, even if they did flashbacks on when they went and captured these ghosts, because you really only get the capture of the juggernaut ghost, right? Who's yeah. the most powerful ghost, his makeup was cool. The makeup on most of these ghosts was actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. But there was perhaps too many ghosts, and you understand the idea where they need 13 ghosts to make this whole ritual open up the, eye of hell or whatever it, it is that he's actually really trying to do. convoluted it was very convoluted it just missed the mark because it could have been great and i hope they redo it again because this one was basically the same storyline as casper the friendly ghosts but with scarier looking ghosts but they ruined it by not showing a lot of these ghosts pretty much at all pretty much at all you had so many cool ghosts here and they give you like some of them, they're only in the movie for a couple of seconds and that's it. So it's like you have all these ghosts and they all have really cool backstories if you look into it. So give me that movie. Give me the movie with the stories about the ghosts and show show them capturing them because I think that's a huge part of this movie that they missed out. The movie feels like Jurassic Park for ghosts. Kind of like Jurassic Park. Yeah, kind of like, like a Casper in Jurassic Park meet. That's what this movie is. But... <laughs> It's, it's just upsetting the way that they did it. And my, my biggest gripe with this movie was probably the editing drove me nuts. So bad. All of this flash transition stuff. It's like the they, slow motion stuff that they were doing was just going in and out of it. And a lot of it didn't really make sense. It didn't add up. You're only supposed to see these ghosts when you have the, the goggles on. But there's a few scenes where they're seeing ghosts without the goggles on. And a lot of things. It's just so stupid. It was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like for example the biggest the biggest missed market was the ghost at the end of their mother who just appears to them without the glasses on it was it was bad and even her ghost you just didn't care about it you just didn't care about the story it started with this awkward audio thing with this you're panning around the house and you're hearing an audio clip of the mother dying because of christmas presents caught on fire or something and they just really didn't develop that it, nobody was likable the kid wasn't likable the uh shannon shannon elizabeth is always likable so you shut your fucking mouth yeah but i mean what did she really do it, it just dude she it, was it, there and that's what matters <laughs> that's a full star she was the least star forever. she was the least dislikable she had the least dislikable acting performance in this and that doesn't say much because she wasn't even really good in it i can't believe you guys don't like a movie where rod digger from flip mode squad was in was one of the actors in the movie yeah it didn't do it for me either. You guys didn't I, like that? I mean, I like Flip Mode Squad. Buster Adams was great. <laughs> Jesse, the thing that you might like to hear is there are rumors that they are going to do a series where they look into the backstory of all these ghosts. So 
be on the lookout for that. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but there have heard about that for the last six months or so. That have you guys looked into the backstories of the ghosts? I did. I did back in the day. I knew a lot more about this movie. 20 years ago when yeah, it a lot out. of them were really cool like you had so you had the really short mother with the big tall like yeah. grown-ass baby that had a cool story like they were both circus freaks yeah. and basically there was a tall man in the circus who took advantage of the older woman obviously an unspeakable act occurred there and that's why her baby is fucking huge and so that's a whole backstory and then i think they ended up killing the mother or something so he Weird. went on a murder rampage and apparently it's it's bonus it's bonus content on the DVD. So I, I had looked into, uh, oh, you can find the stuff on the web as well, like the the backstories on each one of these ghosts. That's yeah. pretty cool. They're like, why wasn't it in the movie? It's like, this is the best part. Like to a point where you release it as additional content. It's so cut out a the ton movie. of the nonsense. <laughs> the whole opening, happened. the whole opening scene, cut it out, right? Like, or cut it down. That's an important scene. The, the worst part of this movie them drove, capturing drove. them at, at the at the junkyard is an important scene. Well, because it shows how they capture the ghost. That's the only this the only yeah, you scene can cut you get. It way down. You can cut it down, sure, but it was kind of important where you have the guy apparently faking his death. There's so many plot holes in just that little story there. The, so it's like, main, what about when the authorities were called? And so what did he still lay there and pretend to be dead, or did he escape? But where did these people go? You're about to say something, Dave. Yeah, well, Rob, I'll give you a second to take your give your take on this movie. But real quick, while we're on this, the the problem with this movie, I think, is that it's a ninety one minute movie, and there it should have been a ten a ten episode series because there's so much to this plot. Which, like you said, Jesse, it could have been good. There's a lot there. I thought the the actual plot of this movie was probably the weakest part. But like you said, the backstory of the ghosts could have been really cool. And if we're, they were able to flesh those ghosts out individually, then then the actual plot of the movie might have been a lot cooler because now you're seeing the ghosts that you already know so much about in action. And I think that we would have appreciated that story so much more, whereas we just get this crazy house with these people we don't care about and a whole bunch of wacky shit is all crammed into 90 minutes. I don't want the movie to be longer, but I, I think that a 10-episode series would have been really cool. Do you- let me ask you guys this. You inherit a house and you roll up to it without, without never seeing it. And as you pull up, you realize that it's just all windows with a bunch of Latin written over it. How excited are you going to be as you walk through your full house of glass with no privacy? It's part of the problem with this movie is you can't relate to anything in this movie. Like some, Like for me, watching a horror movie... If I can relate to that movie, it's scarier. But this is just like, what is this place? It's like a, it's like a stupid museum. Like it's cool to look at, but it wouldn't be cool to live in. And I can't like picture myself living in this house. So it just doesn't feel real. It just doesn't feel like I could put myself in their shoes. It's just yeah. A, there, it was- there's no way that with a lawyer wandering around the house in this glass house, I'm going to start running a bath. I mean, she didn't take a bath in that scene, but at the same time, it seemed like she might've done that if she wasn't interrupted. It's like, if this dude can look at you from any point in the house, he's going to see you. There's strangers around. You could basically never shower in this house. It was of course unrealistic, but they started with these things that, that were driving me kind of nuts. So you had the psychic who has these 
these visions and the visions are also just absolutely battered with this stupid flash graphics, these transition screens and overlays that they're using at these stupid effects. So everything is just one giant nightmare, not for the viewer, but only for viewers with epilepsy. It's they've ruined so much shit with this. And then one of his visions gives away his death in the movie for no reason. You just spoiled his death. So we all knew it was coming. He knew it was coming, but that could have been a cool death. But they ruined it. Like, oh, have, I don't hate that. So I, you I saw the juggernaut cool. kill him. It was dumb. It could. There was no reason for them to preview that. Or they didn't have is. to. They didn't have to spoil the whole death. They could have had him face to face with the juggernaut, and at that point in the movie, you would have guessed. I, I think it it shows character development for Matthew Lillard's character. Perhaps the only character development in this entire movie, where he knew his fate and yet still went in to look for the kids. Right. So. I think that's where we're at. But not, I want to go back he, to the, not that he had much of a choice. Where's he going to go? He could stay in that safe room. It ended up not being safe. I mean, no, no, nowhere in the house was safe. Well, I guess at the time he didn't know that. That that room was safe at the time. I want to go back to the glass mirror, the glass house thing, though, because I need to know if you guys have seen the thirteen ghost McDonald's that people have found online. <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to make sure that that's out there on the general public. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, go yes. Anyways, I, I defend I, this piece of shit. Do it. I still like this movie. And this is one of those movies where I can tell you everything that's bad because there is a lot of bad in this movie. The editing's bad. This is the epitome the absolute epitome of an early 2000s horror movie, right? Mm -hmm. Like really bad soundtrack, really bad editing, slow motion for no reason. All of that. It has, it has all the stuff I hate from early 2000s horror movies. And yet for whatever reason, I watched this movie so much in high school. I'm sort of just like, it's ingrained in me and it's just a nostalgia movie for me. So it's one of those movies where you go back, you're like, you know what? I see all of the flaws from this movie now, and I can't even argue against any of them. Does it have one of the coolest kills ever with the glass doors? Yes. Yeah. It is awesome. Yep. Is the rest of the movie mostly garbage? Really bad CGI on top of all that? A dumb heroic jump onto a platform to do what? What are we doing with the kids once we jump to them? Are we just hanging out with them? How are we saving them from this point? There's mm -hmm. a lot of shit that doesn't make sense in this movie, but I love it because I I loved it in high school for whatever fucking reason. <laughs> Who knows? But it just I I I think it's I think it's one of those things where like it was fine for me when I was you know 14, 15 years old, however old I was when it came out, and then I still saw the potential back then. Like these are cool ghosts. I actually thought all the ghosts were pretty cool. The Jackal is a terrifying looking ghost out of all of them. Like, to me, the just the costume design of that ghost is terrifying. And yes, I wish we got more of that because there's so much you could have done with it. They didn't do it. And to your point, Jesse, I think I did get the DVD at some point. I think there's a whole 30 minute video on the backstory of all the ghosts or they break them down individually into little different snippets. But I yeah. do remember that. I think I'll go 
I think we should go through a few of them because it, it is kind of cool. A lot of people don't know about that. The jackal, I didn't know it was a dude. I well, actually, was I have a, I have a point. Woman. I have a point on the ghosts, and it's actually a positive. One of my few positives for this movie is that now I know the CGI wasn't good, but it wasn't the worst I've ever seen. It was all, most of it was in the mechanical, yeah, the mechanical action of the, of the when I think of the bad, right? Yeah, and it was bad, but it, it was it, for the time it wasn't terrible. I've seen worse. You know, the yeah. thing came out 10 years later and that had oh, way worse, way worse CGI. But they stuck with practical effects for the most part with the ghosts. And the, yeah. ghosts, the, the ghosts were all really cool. I think all of them. I don't think there was a single ghost that I thought, ah, eh, that one kind of sucks. I thought they were all really pretty scary and they were all practical effects, which we love. Mm. We love that. So that's one positive that I will say about this movie is that at least they got that part right. I thought the ghosts were super cool in this movie, and especially the Jackal. So mm -hmm. backstory on the Jackal was he was like a crazy person. He actually ended up checking himself into an insane asylum. So not crazy. And crazy enough to know that he was crazy. I don't know. Well, that's the that's crazy. The 20, crazy? That's, the, that's like the, uh, the, the military catch 22 about being insane. Like you can't you can't get discharged from the military. I forget what it is, but it's like you have to right. say that you're that's insane. But basically. But by saying that you're insane, they know that you're not insane. You're just trying to get out of being in the military. So it's like uh, a catch-22. Kind of like pleading insanity when you're just clearly a murderer or whatever. But anyway, so this guy, I guess, he's referred to as the, the Charles Manson of ghosts, basically. He was a murderer. He realized he needed help. So he went into an asylum. The asylum caught on fire. I guess he had bit through his own straight jacket because he was trying to get out or whatever. But he um, actually died in the fire that broke out inside the, the inside the asylum. So that was kind of a cool one. The mother's backstory I found extremely boring. She was just she was just dead from the fire and she seemed to be the one ghost one of the a couple of the ghosts seemed to be like not super violent, but she was one of them. You had the Imagine somebody telling Jesse like, "Oh, my mother died in the fire." And Jesse's just yeah. boring. Yeah. <laughs> well, compared to the other ones, one of the Spice ones that, that I thought was <laughs> I thought was one of the scariest ones that got the smallest amount of, of screen time was the witch. The, she was known as the Pilgrimess. Yeah. And this was during the 1600s. She settled in New England town. She was immediately treated as an outcast after the colony's animals started dying. She was accused of witchcraft. The townsfolk refused to believe her and attempted to burn her alive. After she survived the fire, she was humiliated in the stocks for days before ultimately she starved to death. So didn't die in the fire, didn't die from a bad stock market, ended up starving to death. That's a tough way to go. But her ghost was super cool looking and she was in the movie for all of six seconds. Drove me nuts. That's the pilgrimess. The one that was in the movie the most was the angry princess, which I wonder why she was in the movie yeah. the most. But her story was basically she was addicted to plastic, plastic surgery, I believe. Um, I, can, I can pull it up here. She's the sixth ghost featured on the wheel. Uh, she possessed negative traits of over-criticizing herself. Yeah, so she basically was addicted to getting like plastic surgery or whatever. But it led to a string of un unnecessary plastic surgeries. Eventually, she got so desperate that she performed a botched surgery on her own face, which then she ended up taking her own life in the bathtub, which is what led to that bathtub scene. All of these things, we don't know because they weren't in the movie, but they've all got pretty cool backstories. I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's the other one that you didn't see a lot of was this guy called the Torn Prince. And no, he's, uh, a lot. he's the baseball bat guy. 
Yeah, I guess he had a little bit, but not a ton. So he was originally a very gifted baseball player. He was guaranteed as an all-star until he was challenged to a drag race. So he couldn't resist doing this race, and he didn't realize that his brake lines had been cut by the guy who he was racing against. So, of course, he died in the fire. Um, And other sources speculate that his car exploded, but all agree that he is one furious guy. So he's like the jock, and he's pissed off, and he... uh, he had to race, but didn't do it. It's and like then the the Breakfast Club for ghosts. <laughs> it yeah. is like the Breakfast Club for ghosts. And I think the one that everyone's probably the most curious about is the torso. Yeah, because this torso just crawling around, no story whatsoever on this torso. <laughs> it drives yeah. me nuts. Like there's just a torso crawling around. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You had several expedition dumps in this movie. Why wouldn't you use one to explain where these ghosts came from? When you have all these cool backstories that you went out there. I actually uh, think think it would be hilarious if they gave us fleshed out backgrounds for all of the ghosts except for the torso ghost, and they just threw this torso in there, inchworming <laughs> around and never. Basically, what it. they did. Basically, what they did. You have a torso. Well, either way, what you have in this movie is a torso for no reason. But he was uh, traced back to a guy named Jimmy Gambino, who was extremely greedy and unfortunately de- developed a gambling addiction. He also gained a reputation due to his serious debts. Eventually catching the attention of the mob when he made a hefty bet and lost he couldn't pay what he owed the mobster and his gang cut jimmy into pieces they wrapped his limbs in cellophane which is why he's all wrapped in cellophane obviously before dumping him into the ocean maybe he's a saint now could be yeah <laughs> depends on, i guess it depends on where the other parts ended up and if yeah. those parts are now healing people but hmm. and then you have several other ones we're not going to get into all of them but there's again this is just an example of cool backstories the only one that i do want to read the last one I want to read is actually the one that I had alluded to earlier. Which is actually, actually, no, I, I already I already told that story, which is the great child and the uh, yeah. dire mother. So we can skip that because we already talked about it. But again, you could make a movie out of any one of these uh, these ghost stories, or they could make a movie about none of these stories, which is what they did here. Yeah, I mean, we and that's why I like it, right? We we just went over this. It's. There's so much potential with the ghost, with the the makeup effects they did on these. Visually, very cool. Actually, kind of creepy. The idea of them chasing you around a house, I wish it was a different style house. I think the house was kind of dumb. But to your point, Jesse, how many times do you see ghosts that are actually like physically attacking in this manner? Not often. I kind of like the glasses thing too, by the way. I don't, I don't know if I like the full execution of it, but I like that you had to kind of have something to see them. And I think that it could make some unique situations like we saw in this where one of the two people actually had the glasses and the other one doesn't. So it, it just puts you in like these different circumstances that you have to get through. Um, yeah, it, it's, 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 it's more stupid, though. Well, well I, I, I do not <laughs> just I do but, like the the idea uh, of the glasses, but if, if they, they would have had to have executed better. They were super inconsistent with it, like Jesse mentioned earlier. And I think that kind of ruined it for me. But the idea behind the glasses, I think, is a good one. Yeah, I think I think to your point, Jesse, you brought up some examples. But the other example is they would disappear in front of them when they had the glasses on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, do, do they work or do they not work? Where What are we doing here? Do they, do they show up in the glasses or do they not show up in the glasses? I just need to know what our rules are here. But I still love this movie. Still a fan. Hmm. It's fine. It, it it kind of ended up being a cult classic. This is a movie that I think didn't do. Oh no, it got sixty eight million in the box office. I'm trying to see what the budget was. 
I don't have the budget in front of me, Hard, but I mean, harder, harder than you would expect to find the budget on these movies. Yeah, it's it's a movie that I see in all of the horror movie forums that people praise. It's just one of those movies that I think most people didn't like when it first came out. It got really bad ratings. We got 19% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, three out of 10 stars on on Horror Movie Talk, and then IMDb with a very generous 5.6 out of 10 stars. But it's, it's kind of become a cult classic, and people like you, Rob, uh, love this movie and will defend it. Even though you're not you're not defending it, you're just saying you I, I know what's wrong it. with it. I know what's wrong with it. It's one of those things where I understand that the reason I like this, and I think this is why you see people that will say that they like this, is it's obviously nostalgia, but on top of that, it's potential, right? There's a lot of potential in this movie, unrealized potential in this movie. And I don't know if that's studios stepping in. Or what? Because they allowed some stuff to stay in this. Like that that scene with the lawyer dying, I'm just going to bring it up again. Getting cut in half with the doors is so awesome. <laughs> it, it was a great, great death. And I don't know if you guys caught the line from Maggie earlier or right yeah. after it happened where she's like, did the lawyer split? Yeah, yeah. I did catch that. It's a quick line. You got to catch it. But <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah. He's like looking around as he's sliding down the door too, as his body's cutting and the effects on it was really good. It's like, man, this is such a cool death. And it's like one of the only deaths that's really cool in the movie. And it was kind of cool because you thought with the ghost approaching everyone with that knife, you thought she was going to stab someone. And it wasn't out of the realm of possibility that ghosts could attack people in this movie. You saw it all the time with the jackal and with the juggernaut. But with her, I don't know if she could actually attack people, but she didn't actually attack him. She just backed him into his own death. So it was sort of like an accidental death, but he was backing away from the ghost. So very unique death. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I loved it. And other than that, yeah, it's bad acting. The bad characters, not not even just bad acting, but bad characters. Poorly the, written. Very the woman, poorly written. The woman that shows up that ends up being like okay, the other Tomb, Tomb Raider just shows up out of nowhere with a flare, which she for some was. reason the ghosts are scared of. It was so obvious that that turn was kind of, like, it just was not executed well and then once she does turn her character makes even less sense like the way that she acts it's just like dude what is this a good movie that i love yeah a good mystery movie will have one maybe two twists maybe you can pull a third twist but then it starts to get just a, to be a pretzel and then it's this movie had what 22 twists at the at one point you're just like stop yeah just tell me the fucking story at this point Stop twisting and turning. The, the best twist is the end when he's looking at his uncle, who's supposedly a ghost in his mind through the glasses. And the uncle's just standing there staring at him. And then he takes the glasses off and the uncle's like, oh, no, I've been uncovered. Like, you didn't think yeah. he was going to there. That was a That wasn't a thing that could happen. Show me nuts about this is the uncle had no reason to be standing there. Right. It's like, did you want to be discovered, you moron? And then you get your ass kicked. Come on. And yeah. then, it, like, it, it, of course, in all bad guy fashion, he starts winning that fight, and then he gives the big, long, I'm a bad guy speech. Yeah. So stupid. The CGI on the gears was pretty bad. Also, these the the his son and daughter elevate from what? The gear room? Where the fuck were what, – what were they doing down there? Why were they there? They just elevate up from this room of death. And it's like, okay, who put them there? Where did she go? Did the old man drag her away? Was he keeping her contained? Where did he put her? Did he tie her up? It's just there's so too many questions with this absolutely chaotic ending. House blows up for no reason. 
Um, they assume that they're safe in this spindle of death, which somehow this guy times out that jump perfectly. Yeah. That was dumb. And then, but the, the, the nanny is in another part of the house that's presumably blowing up and somehow she's fine. She yeah. wasn't protected by those spinny blades of death. It was, dude, oh, man, the ending of this movie was freaking, uh, it was an absolute disaster. Yeah. Absolute the ending, chaos. The ending is what originally turned me off to this movie because when I was in high school watching movies, acting wasn't something that I would typically pick up on that would bother me. If it was like a really bad performance, obviously. But I mean, back, I was what, like 11th grade maybe. And I wouldn't have noticed this acting performances back then, but it was the ending that just was so stupid and just so far fetched and just banana land nonsense that even, you know, 11th grade Dave was like, this is goofy and stupid. Mm-hmm. And I feel the same, if not worse about it now. Yeah. Somehow it's still so good. You know how many <laughs> whippets Dave had to do to get over that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Do we want to get in some into some scores for this movie? Yes. I want to know Dave's rating first. Wow. I, I get this at a two point two. Jesse. Oh, go let ahead. me let me let me let me qualify my score a little bit. Sure. Two point two. I didn't like the acting, although it wasn't the worst acting I've ever seen. I did like the ghosts. I did like the the ghosts attacking people in the middle of the movie. I thought the middle of the movie was pretty strong for the most part. And I just I thought the beginning and the end were really goofy and stupid, but it wasn't a complete disaster. Now, this movie would have been a 2.1 for me, but Matthew Lillard's performance in this movie bumps it up an entire point. It's a 3.1 for me. I fucking love Matthew Lillard in this movie. Goofy ass <laughs> performance, but you learn to love him. I thought it was great. Okay. Um I often ask myself certain questions when I'm scoring going? a movie. How are you going with this? <laughs> give it a five, Rob. It's your birthday. You're allowed. It's your birthday. You can give it a five. My first question is usually, is this movie 90 minutes? The answer is yes. So that helps the score for that movie. The next question I usually ask is, is Shannon Elizabeth in this movie? The answer is yes. So I am going to give this movie six out of five spinning blades. I'm just kidding. No, it's a, <laughs> it's a 4.2. And it's a 4.2, two and a half stars just for having Shannon Elizabeth in the movie. One star just for being 90 minutes. And nostalgia is the 0.7 for the rest. And, and nothing to do with the actual movie itself. Perfect. No, nothing Sorry. to do with the actual movie itself. <laughs> having some cool ghosts in it will knock some points off for the poor editing the poor acting the poor script the poorly shot movie the bad slow motion and everything else and we're gonna keep it at a 4.2 i'll take it and we're gonna we're we're i think you guys are gonna have movies like this in the future and uh i think i'm gonna have one the next time we do a movie review because we're hitting like two of my biggest nostalgia movies of all time back to back here so um I, oh, do we I, confirm the next one? Yeah, the next one's confirmed. And we'll, cool. we'll we'll talk about it right when we wrap up this review and let everyone know what we're watching next. Okay, so. well, before we do that, let's thank our patrons real quick. VIPs, we have Dave D, Kate and Steve, M, Blazores, Lost in Colorado Mountains, Glitter Tease, Cammy from Washington, Jennifer P, Dakota G, Nick, Donnie N, Inspires Gaming, Allison V, Robert H, Anna C, Jort Wearing Cola, Sipping Evangelizing Alien, Mallory K, Demon King, Mom and Pops W, and Lisa 
J. I think the jort wearing evangelizing alien would have been a cool 13 ghost. It would have been. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I think the spot's still open, right? <laughs> so just move the, move the mom with her boring, <laughs> burning <laughs> death story. Boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> Next up is the nefarious Chad Poles, Wahini Pirate, I Hate Rob, Eugene M, Arcade Hunters, Siobhan Not Sharon, Kath Q, Liz Young, DC, Chris Connolly, LBPS founder. Next, HGGS guest, the other Rachel B, Sarah Cook, Stitch Kitten, Amby Rose, Janice G, Lily, Rachel B, Captain McTibbles, Enjoys Top Shelf, Red Robin Liquor. We have. <laughs> Stuckley Tillinghast. Mirror, mirror on the wall. I'm the prettiest worm of all. Papa Squatch. Mike does this look infected. Blake. Jake V in Northumberland. Mumble, mumble, drunk names. Steph A. Thank you for being part of the Warren's Wars. Next up, we're going to take a look at the members of the Ghost Pirate Mafia, starting with Dom Dominic. Thanks, Dominic. A. Dominique. Dominique. We don't know how to say this. Judging by your email address, it's Dominique. Yes. Anyways, uh, Queen Chan's Revenge, Angel F, Monster Mom 04, Reed M, Lacey, Shannon K, Allie, Dark Snark, Kathy McTibbles, Hastily Yeeting Rob, and Kermit's Orphaned Love Child, one of Ro Ghost Rob's Yeeted Orphans. I wonder if that's the the love child of you and Kermit. Hmm. Let's get to the bottom of that. Megan S, Morgan S, Mark Twain in the Haunted Grape, Julie S, I'm uh, sorry, Sharon V, Wayne C, Kelly C. Fuck. Next we have Nancy, followed by Nancy and Amp. Semicolon. Nancy, Nancy. and Nancy. I promise. Crystal Q, Aaron A, Mina H, Colby. I read these things exactly as they are written, Dave. You will not stop me. Daddy. I'm Burgundy. <laughs> Daddy Rob Sassy Toad Witch, Alicia E, Thick Boy Freddy, allegedly half of the sudden, Yeeting Toad Witch's Jazzy Sand Hands. Allegedly, we have Ghost Knight stomping on the ugly witch worms, leaving the pretty ones for Rob. Sam from Nepal, Joe R, Paul from St. Louis, Ashley M, Al Capone, Huggy Bear, Jesse, Jesse's tap dancing farting ghost dog, Solar Flare, Mariah M, Kira Lee J, next! And the damn it, Rob interrupted me. Brandon W. Hooper the Hellhound, Dave versus 100 Alpha Hog, Alpha Frogs, not Alpha Hogs. Those sound scary. <laughs> and we have Sir Burlington Hammer Dick of Bevenberg. I don't think you're winning the 100 Alpha Alpha Hogs fight, Dave. No shot. No matter how much it. MMA you know. That's going to be a tough one. That's going to be real tough. $3 a month will get you on Patreon. Thank you guys so much for joining and supporting the show. Appreciate you. All right. Well, thank you to all of our patrons and thank you to all of our listeners. And as a treat, as an absolute treat for everybody, including myself, Dave and Jesse, the next movie that we are going to be reviewing in two weeks is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Hell yeah. So if you have not seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it is your time to watch it. If you have seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space, it is now time to re-watch it so that you can be there for the review. Got a couple friends that I do other movie reviews coming in to do that with us as well. I am excited. I've been waiting six months to do this movie, and uh, we're going to get to it. And I got worried for a second. I got worried that you were going to say that we we're going to review the movie Mama, which... <laughs> I have been. I actually woke up both of my kids and I brought them downstairs and I was going to make them sleep outside until we reviewed that movie. So you saved my kids' life today, Rob, by uh, choosing Killer Clowns from Outer Space. You should make them watch that movie. We will we'll have to review Mama this year at some point. 
You're going to be disappointed when you rewatch that because it's not even close to as bad as the worst movie that movies that we've reviewed. <laughs> we've reviewed way worse movies than Mama. No way. <laughs> no fucking. This shot. is this is reverse nostalgia for Jesse. <laughs> I'm going to rewatch Black Christmas 2019 or whatever year it was like five <laughs> times right before I watch Mama just to get myself amped up. And I'm going to have to buy new computer monitors. Cause I'm going to punch holes in every single one of them while I'm watching that goddamn piece of shit fucking movie. All right. Wonder where my rating is going to be on that one. You look like the Godfather next to next to Black Christmas 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for another movie review for us, for myself, for Dave, for Jesse. We'll catch you next time. Peace.